0: You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 79. What do you think about when you hear someone say they are unstoppable? I picture someone that is so strong-willed or has an incredible plan before them, and there's not a single thing in the world that can derail them from achieving their goals. I love the energy and clarity that Amira shares in this interview. I have a feeling you'll walk away with a renewed energy on how you too can become unstoppable. Stay tuned until the end to hear Amira's special offer. Hi Amira, thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I was just on your site and I read your bio and feel like a lot of small business owners can completely relate. Can you tell me more about your journey and why you created The Unstoppable Woman?
1: Absolutely. So when I started this business, and it's a coaching business for women small business owners, entrepreneurs, I was new to this world completely. And it was just an idea. I was someone who had an idea. I didn't want to be doing this anymore. I wanted to be doing something else that lit me up. And what was that? And it started with a lot of deep soul searching, trying to figure out like, well, what was my genius work? And could I actually get paid for that? And is that realistic? And that's not the right question to ask, by the way, and we can get into that later. (laughs) Okay. But I fundamentally said, okay, let's give this thing that I'm good at a shot. And just to contextualize that, I had a previous business, which was in the health and wellness industry. And... I built a very successful business in a matter of three years. And I was probably the person in my uh, geographical area in the San Francisco Bay area, Bay area, that's where I lived at the time, who was financially the most successful in an industry that often didn't get paid very well. And it was because I I started following the breadcrumbs of learning about how to do marketing and sales and how to run a business because I didn't know any of those things. And I really went forward and just drew a line in the sand and said, said I was going to do this. And in, in three years, I had a really successful business. And all these other people in my industry who were my colleagues, were coming to me asking me how I was doing this and what was I doing. And I was offering up everything that I learned and just very generously, you know, helping people like try this, do this, this is my perspective. And I could feel how excited I was about teaching it. And then I moved across the country and I had the opportunity to open the same business in a different geographical area or start something new. And that's where I was doing all this ideation around what is it that I really want to do? And it was this teaching that I loved was was what lit me up. So I created this new business. I didn't know if it was going to work. That's a big thing. Like, what if it doesn't work out? Like, I didn't know if it was, right. was going to work out, but I was like, I want to give it a shot and I want to try. And I did. And like, long story short, and you can ask me for any amount of detail that you want. On this, I'm happy to go into all the steps. But the first year in business, I made 30k. The second year in business, I made 90k. So I tripled my income. I was very proud of myself. I didn't make that 100k mark, which was that sort of mythical. Oh my God, can I make six figures right in right. this business? And I felt like, oh, that's it. That that's arriving. But I was still proud of myself. You know, I tripled my income. And then the third year, I went to 138, which felt extraordinary. And like I I, I was doing something right, but I didn't know what I was doing right. And in that third year, there was this pivotal moment for me, which was the end of a, a long workday. I probably woke up at 5.30 or 6 to do some quiet time work. And then I was going nonstop all day long and it wasn't a client day. So I found myself at like 6.45, 7pm at night, sitting on the floor of my office with my laptop on my lap and my husband calls up and says, Hey, babe, dinner's ready. Come on down. And I say, Oh, thank you. You know, I call downstairs. Thanks. I'll be right down. I just want to finish up one last thing. Famous last words, right? One last thing. (laughs) And like an hour later, he's like, Hey, babe, I'm starting. He wasn't guilting me. He wasn't shaming me. Bless his heart, right? Like he was totally supportive. But I was like, this is not how I want to live my life. This is unsustainable. And in that moment, I looked at myself and it wasn't just that I was like the to-do list was endless. And I was not, I was like a little hamster on a hamster wheel trying to get one more thing done. But I hadn't taken a shower. I was still in the sweats that I'd slept in with the dog hair all over myself. I hadn't brushed my teeth. Ew, right? Like why was this acceptable? It was not acceptable. And that year I hired a, a, a big time mentor, I uh, went all in. I decided to study success. Like I'm I'm a student and a teacher at heart. I went and I studied success and I studied the laws of success. These are universal laws. And I started to not just study them, but apply them. And I went from making 138K that year using the spaghetti technique, which is like throw everything at the wall, see what sticks, right? Do all the things to making 700K that year. So I five times my income in one year. As wow. Basically, a solo entrepreneur, right? I had a, a VA, but basically a solo entrepreneur. And then the company and I have gone on to cross the seven-figure mark and make a bigger impact and help so many other women. And I've, you know, done that thing where you you then back engineer, like I was studying the whole time, but then I'm like, how do, we, how do we put this into more of a system for people? Even though system is somewhat the wrong word because everybody has to like integrate it themselves. But how do how do you teach this in a way that fast tracks it for people? people. And, and that's what I do. So that's my story. Wow. I love that.
0: Well, I hope that everybody hears that message that even though you're making a substantial amount of money, you still sought out a mentor because you knew that there was some internal work that had to be done.
1: Absolutely. And here's the thing. Although there have been times where I paused and not had a mentor for a couple months, three, four months while I figured out what I needed to learn next and who the right person is. I have a seven multi-seven figure business and I have a mentor. I'm in a mastermind, right? Because I know if law of relativity says, what what perspective are you looking at things? Do I want to be the big fish in the small pond? Well, I'm that to my clients, right? I get to help them level up, but I want to be in my own growth, the small fish in the big ocean, right, looking at what other people are doing. And so, I'm being mentored by people who are making, you know, 25 million a year, 40 million a year, right? Like there's there's and I know that blows that would have blown me out of the water. Like I couldn't even wrap my head around it when I was making 138K, right? Like or 30K, right? Like that's not who I needed mentorship from at all. But that's a really important piece. Like you get the help that you need at the, the level that you're at right now. So that was so important to me. Like I needed to fundamentally work on some really core things, how to be accountable to myself how to keep my commitments, how to really work with cause and effect how to do the right things in your business to move the needle. I needed to learn those and and build build that muscle. Now I need to build different muscles. So that's a really important piece.
0: I love the way you illustrate that. I feel like it makes more sense to look at it as small progress that becomes part of life. So it's a, a small thing that you change and now it becomes a habit. And Now you move on to the next thing.
1: Correct. And it's one of those things that I teach from a perspective that we know what to do. I hope this makes sense. Let me see if I can articulate it in a very short, short sentence or two. We know what we need to do. Fundamentally, you have a marketing problem, a nurturing problem, a sales problem, a delivery problem. You have some sort of issue in your business that needs love and attention. Then you go, okay, well, if it's a marketing problem, how could I market? And you go do some research and think, okay, Facebook ads would be great or Facebook lives would be great or something. You you figure out what your marketing channel is going to be and being that, you know that can create confusion. But let's say you've got some clarity on it. So you know what to do, but then you're not doing it. You're emptying the dishwasher, you're folding the laundry, you're, you're taking care of the kids, you're working on building the course, right? You're working on something else in your business, but you're not keeping your commitment to what you know you need to do. That is fundamentally uh, an issue of your subconscious programming that tells you what to do about everything you're consciously aware of. And until you, you reprogram your subconscious, you can know exactly what to do, but not do it. Okay. And that's where a lot of people start uh, hating on themselves, right? Like, uh, oh, I- I'm getting the same results over and over and over again. Why can't I just commit? I just need to commit, right? Like there's right. This willpower. Thing, <laughs> okay. Just need to commit. And yes, you do need to commit and you do need to use some focus and accountability. That's super, super important. But until you change the programming in your subconscious and tell me how much you want me to talk about this. Cause I can go deep. Huh? Like, <laughs> like you, you will keep playing out the same pattern over and over and over again. And this is where you hit, hit that wall and you don't, you don't break through. And it's really it's really frustrating. But the positive side is there's a way out. There's a methodology to changing that. And, okay. and you absolutely can. not Yeah.
0: And that's what I was wondering if it was more or less an emotion or if it was something different. Because I was reading some of your testimonials and it seems like a lot of your clients, which I think you know, is probably true of a lot of uh, small business owners, they've tackled projects that were lingering or on their to-do list for a while. So, I was wondering if it was an emotion that was holding us back from doing what we know we need to do. Because like you said, it almost seems like we pick up tasks that have to get done, but it's almost like a easy way to procrastinate what we know we should be
1: doing in our business. Yeah, it's both an emotion and a mindset. Let me give you the the short version of this. And this is something that I teach at the summits and, and the different uh, programs that we have in much more detail. But the short version is you created your self-image when you were a child, under the age of say 10. Okay. There's, you know, people say under nine, under 12, but somewhere in that age based on your upbringing. And you created meaning about who you were in this world, who other people were in this world and how the world worked. And that is all in your subconscious. The belief about who you are is your self image. So your subconscious will tell you what to think about everything that comes into your world. So let's say you have the task of, I need to build my website or I need to get my lead magnet created, you know, my marketing that I'm putting out in this world created, or I need to start figuring out how to speak on stages or whatever it is, or I need to do sales conversations or reach outs or prospecting. These are things that challenge people because when they were brought up, it was unsafe to ask for what they wanted. Let me give you an example. You say, hey, mom. Okay. Maybe you say it in a smaller voice because you were five. Okay. But you say something like, hey, mom, I want that candy. Right. And mom's like from her level of awareness, if my daughter eats only candy, her teeth are going to fall out and she's going to have poor nutrition. So no, here are some carrots. Okay. And you ask the first time and mom's in a good resourceful place. And she answers in a great way. Yes, the 20th time and she's had a terrible day and she's rushed home from work and the dog's thrown up and she's like, just freaking eat your carrots, okay? okay? And in that moment, you feel the love has stopped. That flow of love has stopped. And as a child, we know instinctually that if the love is flowing, we will be secure. We're going to get food and a roof over our head and we're going to survive. It's a life or death kind of thing, okay? We know instinctually if that love is flowing, we're safe. In that moment when mom in her least resourceful place does this, and that's a very common example and mild, but we've seen other things. There's abusive, varying degrees of abuse in people's lives, okay? Right, And at that moment, we make meaning. We say, I must be wrong for asking for what I want. I must be wrong for speaking up. Okay. I must not be allowed to do it. It must be me because in that moment, our mother or our father or whoever was raising us is our lifeblood. They're the gods in our life. We can't make them wrong because that's where survival comes from. So, we make ourselves wrong. Okay. Now, flash forward to your 30, your 40, your 50. <laughs> okay. And you want to ask someone, you like have a conversation with someone about what you're you're selling and you want to ask them to buy and you don't even ask them to buy, or you don't say how much it is, or you don't ask them the next question. That is your self-image telling you that it's not okay to ask for what you want because that's what you mapped when you were a child.
0: Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Well, I, I could see how when you're younger, a lot of times you're told to be quiet or not to be so loud. And when you're being shown that that type of um, reaction from your parents when you're just having a good time and then you're being told to be quiet. I feel like after a while, that would probably start to stick in your mind that you should be seen and not heard. And so as a business owner <laughs> here, we're trying to be more vocal and it seems like it's just going to be a conflict, a constant conflict.
1: Correct. Correct. And it comes out in all sorts of insidious ways that you don't recognize because you're in the forest for the trees. It feels right to you. Okay. Got it. So, it it looks like that is being polite or that is the right way of doing things. And you don't see any other opportunities or options. Got it. I mean, we could go in any direction that you want here, but this is fundamentally what keeps people playing at the same level, knowing what to do, but not doing it because it doesn't feel safe to go do it. And it feels... Like, uh, apples and oranges, oil and water. Like I couldn't possibly do that. That's not me. Okay. Right, That's not yes. who I am. And it becomes an identity issue. And okay. so f- yeah, so fundamentally, you have to recognize these identity issues. Recognize the pieces that are really supportive, viable, we keep those, we love those, and then recognize the ones that need like a software update, if you will, right? <laughs> you know? Right. Okay. Because everyone has the same 24 hours in a day, okay? Like what makes Beyoncé so successful? What makes Oprah so successful, okay? What makes Annie Leibovitz so successful? Like what makes Sarah Blakely so successful. These are all women who have the same amount of time in their day that we do. Everyone has the same amount of time. So what are they doing differently? That was the question I really asked myself at the beginning, right? What are they doing differently? They can do it, I can do it, right? And then I really, as I started to learn things, and this is the rub for people, I started to hold myself to a higher standard. And that was, a lot of people freak out when I say that, hold yourself to a higher standard. They freak out because the shame and the guilt come in. You have to do it without the shame and the guilt. It's just like, oh, there I go again, making an excuse. I need to do the thing and not be in the the alibi or the excuse. I'm going to hold myself to a higher standard. And it's painful in the moment. It feels like terror, right? There's a lot of fear there and you you have to be courageous as you move forward. Yeah.
0: You know we've had some talks about branding. Although it can feel overwhelming or even confusing, using a tool like Canva makes this necessity a breeze. You can create and save your color schemes so that all of your promotions and posts have a cohesive look. Everything is drag and drop. What can be better than that? You can try Canva for free and enjoy 200,000 free photos to use for your campaigns, or you could try Canva Pro and create GIFs, use your own fonts, create unlimited folders for your designs, and honestly, there are a ton of other amazing features. Take the hard work out of creating your posts with Canva. I'll have the link for you in the show notes to get started for free today. Now back to the show. Yeah, it almost feels like we choose to not see the clarity just so that we don't have to face that higher standard. And for me, it always seems like time feels stretched or limited. And even still, it's hard to focus knowing that there's a certain amount of time that you have in a day. It's so hard to find that one thing to focus on. But what questions do you ask to help uncover a successful path? Like how do you try and pull out those things that need to be worked on the most?
1: Yeah, so I really start with people on the level of desire. So first I need to know what we want to achieve. Where are you going? What's the the goal? And I am looking for an emotional resonance to that because so often we choose goals that are reasonable because we think that that's what we can do, um, but they don't have any juice for us. And if you do that, you won't have the motivation to move past the hard bits, okay? Because there will be hard bits in your business. Right. So you yes. have to have a goal worth failing for. So first I'm looking for that. Then I'm asking people, where are they now? What are they, where are they at right now? Because if I'm going to map a plan for them, I need to know those those two points. And in the where they are now, it's like, well, what's getting in your way? What what stops you? Where where are you challenged? What do you know to do, but you're not doing all the things we've started to touch on? And in that conversation, I will start seeing patterns and then we can start figuring out what needs to shift both on the inner game, right? The the identity piece, the subconscious programming, the the 80% is there because that's going to determine if you will execute on the tactical or strategic actions that you take, and then 20% of it is like the more strictly business, coachy direction. Like I can map a business plan for someone in my freaking sleep. Okay, like I just see it so clearly. It's not easy for the person who's in it. I, right. Trust me, I understand that. Okay, but I can see it so clearly. That's that's where we spend 20% of the time. And I'm like, okay, let's connect the dots like this. And then we we validate and like, yes, that feels good. All that, and then like okay, what's going to stop you from, from executing. And we really do the deep work on, on that piece because, you know, knowing what to do is, is a, important piece like that steps you out of confusion, but then doing it is required.
0: Perfect. I think the action part is always the part that makes people turn around and go the other way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Definitely. <laughs> well, no, don't make me do it.
0: <laughs> can you share um, an example of a success story?
1: Sure. So can I share two on, on different Absolutely. extremes? Okay. Yeah. So like a, a big success story would be like, I had a client who was making already, over six figures, she was making roughly 180 something. I can't remember her numbers entirely, but 186, something like that. And she went to 1.2 million in one year. Wow. And yeah, like that's better than what I did. Okay. And like that was an extraordinary turnaround. And of course that's top line revenue. And so her profits are different than that. I want to be really clear with people so they don't, you know, the, there's truth in advertising. My That was top line revenue for me, those numbers that I shared with you, but you're, you're, you have expenses in your business. So right, you know, make, of course. make a note of that. So that can happen for people. I've had clients who started off with contracts that were, you know, $30,000 residential contracts for, you know, was for a landscape designer who then went to selling $580,000 contracts to then getting million-dollar contracts and then buying a company, right? And she's still a client of mine many years later, and she keeps building her business, you know, a chunk at a time. And then I'm going to give a third because I think it's more tangible for people sort sort of newer starting out in business. You know, we have a program called the Spirit of Wealth Mastermind and Masterclass. And, you know, one of the people who Joined was a therapist and she um, was working for someone else when she started and then she left that and has her own practice now and she went from making uh, $3,000 a month to making over $10,000 a month in four months, okay? That's and amazing. Yeah, and it, so this stuff is real. It really does work. And, you know, in that mastermind, these are all recent ones. We had a, a woman named Ashley Robinson. She writes under a pen name. She She's a self published author. And she went from having $900 for her best month to $5,000 months in a matter of four months. Like it's possible. Like I want people to know it's possible. You have to do the work I can help you with the framework. I can help you with mapping out a plan. I can help you with how to change your self-image. I can help you understand the laws of the universe. And it's not a substitute for you stepping forward and doing the work, but the women who do get results. It's really, it's incredibly gratifying for me and their lives have been fundamentally changed.
0: Yeah, so, and it's encouraging to know that if you have been in business and you're kind of at that place where it seems like you're stagnant, you're not really growing, that maybe all you really need to do is seek out a good coach like yourself that is able to say, you know, there's a couple of things that we're missing. You know, sometimes you're so in it that you can't quite see what's missing or you can't quite see what's not working right.
1: Yeah. And there's this interesting play because you want to have that personal responsibility. I take ownership mentality. But if it's only DIY, right? It's only I lift myself up from my bootstraps and I don't need anyone else's help. That is a self sabotage. That's a way of sabotaging yourself. And I know for the first little bit of my life and business, I erred more on that side. And although it allowed me to get a lot of stuff done, it wasn't until I started learning from people who had done what I wanted to do and were at a much higher level than I was, so they could see, and they had a level of awareness and they had knowledge and experience that I didn't have until I started working with that kind of person. I was growing, but not as fast as I could. And I considered myself a good person, a well educated person, I had good work ethic, but that was a big missing link. So if you're resonating with that, you know, seek out help from me or from someone you know that you resonate with that's going to help you get out out of your level of awareness and start seeing things from a different perspective. Again, law of relativity here because you're seeing stuff from your perspective and you're getting results at your level of awareness. If you want to jump, you need to start seeing things from a different level of awareness to get different results.
0: Can you tell me what services you offer
1: and um, who you serve? Yeah. So I serve women, small business owners and entrepreneurs. Fundamentally, those are my like the people I love to work with. They come to me at all different levels. Sometimes they're, they've got a side hustle and they're just coming like the, the the therapist who had a job and was moving to her own business. Sometimes it's people with well-established businesses. So they're at different levels. Some are making thirty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. Some are making in the low hundreds. Some are making already a million dollars and they want to go to the next level. So it's a whole breadth of women, but they fundamentally, they have a growth mindset and they really want to grow. They're willing to do the work and they want to learn. So that's my ideal client. And I teach them how to be unstoppable. The company is called The Unstoppable Woman. And you can find more information out about us at theunstoppablewoman.com. We have a number of different ways of working with our clients and we love all of them. I'm just going to mention a couple. One is the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit. This is a summit that we do uh, twice a year. The next one that's coming up is in November and it's November 5th through 7th and we're doing it in Atlanta. And right now it's, it's slated to be in person, most likely with a virtual component to it as well. So, if you want to come virtually, let us know. And that is a three-day teaching event. It's just me teaching. I go deep into all these concepts. It's not there's not a, it's not a multi-speaker conference. It's not a pitch fest or anything. It's a teaching event. And uh, super early bird special tickets are on sale through August thirty-first, and they're just normal price tickets are nine ninety-seven, and early super early bird tickets are one ninety-seven. So if you're interested in joining us for that, that's a great way to get started with us. Very uh, low investment, but high value for for the ticket price, if you will. And then we have something called the Spirit of Wealth Mastermind and Masterclass. And this is a 12-month program that teaches you how to build your business, both the tactical side and the inner game mindset side. And we do uh, two-day intimate living room sessions that if you like the in-person process and you want to go deep with a small group of women. That's a great way of working with me. Those are in my living room. Uh, you have to be willing to come and travel to Charlotte, North Carolina. It's an amazing, intimate two-day event. And if anyone's interested in any of these things, the best thing to do is to book a consult with us. And we we have a really genuine conversation with people about you know where they are now, where they want to go. And we figure out what the best thing is for them. People can find that consult button on our website. And then one last thing, if you are not in a position where you really want to spend money right now, or you just want to get to know what I teach a little bit more. First, the place that I would guide you to is our podcast, which is totally free. It's called, and you can find it at theunstoppablewoman.com/slash/listen. And I do a ton of teaching on that podcast. There's sample coaching calls, and we have free stuff on our website as well. Ton of resources that people can download. That's great. And how often? do you post on the podcast? We drop episodes three times a week. We generally do a coaching, sample coaching call once a week. These are 15-minute calls with my private clients and they've generously agreed to let us record and share for the benefit of all people. And obviously the super, super poignant, confidential, emotional stuff we don't always put out there. Some things are more tactical. Some things are more mindset out there. And these are little little short calls that you can listen to. And then we have, I do teaching episodes that are usually between sort of roughly 40, 45 minutes. And this is where I go deep into a topic. And then we have something called the Morning Mindset Club, which is on our free stuff page on our website. And that's a free program that we should be charging for, but we don't. It's worth like $2,000 probably. It's, I, I take people through that classic book, Think and Grow Rich, paragraph by paragraph, explaining how to think about it and how to apply it. And the Morning Mindset Club is a daily audio that you can get and it comes with a little lock in your learning quiz and and some other things as part of it. And then we compile that into a week-long podcast that you can listen to Saturdays on the podcast. So you can either get it sent directly to your email by joining the club, which is free, or you can listen to it on the
0: podcast. Do you have any actionable tips for a small business owner that is stuck, but maybe isn't quite ready for a coach yet?
1: Yeah. I, I would go back to a couple things that we already touched on. One is really define what you really want and check in to make sure it's resonant. I just did a living room session the last two days with a group of women on strategy, you know, building out their plan. And it was, and these are like, right on it women. It was fascinating to, to see how they would claim a number and I could feel that it wasn't juicy for them and that they weren't going to get anywhere with it. So really like, don't be afraid to actually claim what you want, okay? But then do the math. Here's a very actionable tip. Then do the math. What would need to shift in your business to achieve that goal? Don't just go, oh my God, that's not possible. Like, and stop. And don't be like head in the sand. I'm wishful thinking money's just gonna drop from the sky. Like, okay, I believe in manifestation. Like that's spiritual bypassing, okay? Like you actually have to have a plan. And so I call that making love to the number. And you have to make love to the numbers. And, and there's three, like, just really tactically here, there's three ways to make more money in business. You raise your prices. You sell more of what you're already selling, so quantity, or you add a new channel of income. I don't care what your business is. I don't care if you're Richard Branson or Sarah Blakely or Beyonce or Oprah, right? Like they are using one of these three things and usually a combination therein of how to scale their business. So you have to look at that. And let me tell you one more thing on that. We have a great free program called the Scale Plan. We just launched that, and that's on our free stuff page of our website website as well. So that that takes you through how to, the, the actionable steps that you have to take to get clear on like how you're going to build. And, and, and there's a spreadsheet that you can use to do the math. And we have an audio trainings that go with it. It's a great free program. And I, I think that would be incredible. Like if someone is action oriented, that is the thing. Like yes. that's like a, a VIP day in a downloadable program. <laughs> okay, That's really
0: great. Now I love that you have so many awesome resources. And even the early bird price, I feel is such a great entry point for somebody to get into really making, you know, their dreams come true and and actually starting to move the needle in their business.
1: I really believe in, in sharing the good stuff and really putting that out there. Like the first law of receiving is giving, okay? That's one of the things that I learned in that first year and have really applied. And I think that's, if you can make that actionable in your business, you will thrive. So it's not over giving. Okay. It's not giving as a martyr. Okay. It's not, not charging for things, but there's a place in your business where like just get and give with um, generosity, a clean heart, right? Not with a quid pro quo, not like I'm giving to get that doesn't work. Okay. But that's really what's behind so much of what I I put out there. And it's good stuff guys. Not like I'm not holding anything back. Okay. And it's part of what's built the seven figure business. So I think the
0: testimonials were super impressive. It was really... neat to read the stories and just see how some people have really taken action with your um, guidance and made big impact in their lives. Thank you. I appreciate that. Can you tell us how or what
1: is the best way to connect with you? Yes, absolutely. So the best way to engage with me would be to join our free Facebook group. It's called Be Unstoppable. So if you search Be Unstoppable on Facebook, it's a private group, but it's free for women, small business owners owners, women in business, people, entrepreneurs, again, at all levels. And we do a ton of stuff in that group uh, to support people. And I'm in there responding to comments and my team's in there responding to comments and, and really supporting people there. That would be the best place. We're on all the social media channels. Our podcast is on all the podcast services. But in terms of finding us and like really engaging with me, that Facebook group is the place to be. So that'd be unstoppable. And, and then our website, theunstoppablewoman.com. We have a ton of resources there. Join our newsletter list and you'll get teaching content via the newsletter as well. There's just so many, so many places. Oh, well, perfect.
0: Thank you, Amira. I really appreciate being here today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And this is really fun. Great question. Oh, thanks. Well there you have it my friend, another unstoppable CEO encouraging the world with her incredible knowledge. I love how Amira shares so much and shares so freely. It's inspiring to hear a story that not only gives you clarity, but is also completely relatable. If you found this interview to be motivational, imagine sitting at the upcoming summit in November. I'll have the link to Amira's website where you'll find all the information for the summit and all the freebies that she mentioned in this episode. I had the chance to speak to Amira after the interview and I completely fell in love with her direct approach to achieving goals. I'm sure you'll find her sight and teachings just as compelling too. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job.